Hello, listeners. Welcome to the High Performance Clip for this week. And we are talking with Paulo Tiramani. Paulo Tiramani is the founder of Boxable, which is a $3 billion startup that creates literally unfoldable houses. Elon Musk bought one of these and he uses it at the Starlink station in Texas. So on last week's High Performance Clip, we talked about the billionaire blueprint that Paulo lined out for building a company like this. And he elaborates more into those key essential steps to build a billion dollar company. And there's seven steps that he will mention throughout this clip. And I want you to see if you can hone in and catch all seven of those steps, because at the end of the clip, then we'll talk about those exact steps. Now, if you haven't listened to the high performance clip from last week, I recommend listening to that one as well, because Paulo talks about the ideation process that's needed in order to create and come up with a company that can become extremely scalable and can change the world at the same time. So let's hop into it with Paulo Tiramani. You know, I'm, I'm super curious about how one goes about the process of creating uh, a company like this. And, you know, you guys are, are fairly new in the marketplace. Say people are out there with technology that they think can change the world, similar to Boxable. They see a gap in the marketplace like you did, and they want to go about the process of implementing it. Can you give us kind of a timeline on uh, and the things that you did in order to get to where you guys are today, fundraising, looking for partners to collab with, you know, I know you came in, you're, you're an entrepreneur for a long time. So you came in with a lot of experience under your belt. So this isn't like brand new territory for you, but maybe if people are listening out there and they have ideas similar to this, maybe a, a process they can, that you, you guys went through so that they can do it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, in no particular order, I would say the first thing is is to address is it is extraordinarily hard. It's extraordinarily difficult, and you know, the chances of not getting traction are probably in excess of ninety nine percent. So, it is an unreasonable thing to do in the first place. Uh, any successful successful venture, really, I, I think, is is an unreasonable thing to attempt to do. So, perhaps you have to be a little bit unreasonable sometimes to get yeah. things off the ground. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. Secondly, you know, there, there, are, there are ways to grow businesses today that you couldn't, we didn't have yesterday. You know, specifically, you grow business small and organically, get to profit, get to profit early, which constrains your growth. And then in a, in a modern world, if you, the idea is, is, is strong and powerful enough, you can delay uh, profit to scale much faster. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, with with the public public markets and the, and and the public, so this company, we don't have time to grow it organically. You know, like our partners at D.R. Horton, for example, one of the finest building companies in the world, just invested in us. Unbelievable company it took a half a century to develop that company to take a leadership position. Well, we don't have half a century. I think personally, I don't have half a century. Uh -huh. So that's number one. Just to really acknowledge that. And, and uh, you know, if I'm offering advice, I, I would just caution it with the fact that we're very early in our arc. Uh, it's been a very explosive arc to date, uh, and it's been a very singular, singular and unusual arc. And I don't think we could have done it with other 
products that we've patented and invented in the past. I think that this has captured the public's imagination, the world's imagination, as a solution to a massive, massive problem. So we had the wind to our back with the scale of the idea. So I think that was very important. Uh, other things that got the public's attention, which we had no clue, uh, would be the, un the unfolding video. It's probably one of the things maybe captured you when you just click on Absolutely, it and you say, yeah. what the F is happening? Can yeah. I say fuck that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what the, okay, what the hell is happening here? I've never seen anything like this. So, you know, I liken it to a song that you like, and then the, there's a hook to the song, you know, blah, 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 and then boom, boom, boom. And it's just the hook of that song. And I think when folks see our video, that's the hook of the song. And it just captures them enough to keep watching. And then they typically will internalize it and say, I could use this for, and then we know we've got them. We know we've got a supporter and a fan, possibly mm -hmm. an investor. So that was, that was very, very interesting. So I do think we're in a unique position. I don't want to make it sound easy. And in terms of the money raising, it's really got a chicken and egg situation. And any investor is going to find this if they go to outside sources for money. So you, you might go to, uh, you know, to, to angels, to VCs, mm -hmm. and you may present your idea with a PowerPoint or a prototype or two. And the difference between the money's valuation, you know, say the VCs or an angel, and the founder's valuation is, is typically there's going to be a big spread there. And I think that's very normal. And mostly I would side with, with the VCs. You know, you haven't done anything yet and you think you're worth all this. And uh, we don't think you are. You know, we'll take 80% of your company for a very small amount of money. You're going to run out of cash. So you typically have a, a pretty big spread in valuation. And uh, that's certainly what happened to us. We had friends come in, VCs come in. I put in a few million dollars uh, just to get things, uh, you know, visualized and see if we really had any, anything that we could have some traction with. And then my, my business partner, Galliano, came to me and said, you know, I think we could crowdfund this. And uh, I'm like, what? I'm like, isn't that for like fruity flavored drinks? You know, <laughs> you know they raised one and a half million and we're trying to change in the, the world. And really, you think, he goes, yeah. So we tried the crowdfunding and in no particular order, we just went on and just, just blew the doors off. And it was shocking to us with, uh, you know, WeFunder and Start Engine and uh, I think Republic and, and a few others, don't, don't quote me. Uh, although mm -hmm. I just quoted myself, frankly, but, and in general scope, we, we went on, closed them out in a couple of days, <laughs> you know, broke all their records, you know, wow. mostly. Yeah. It was really quite shocking. We're like, oh, wow. You know, this is interesting. And, um, how much did you guys crowdfund? Uh, so I think I have to be very careful what I say because of the SEC, because, mm -hmm. uh, just uh, we're a public company, we get audited. Uh, I think we just crossed in total a hundred million dollars. Wow. Um, of, of revenue that's that's between the reggae reggae plus for your listeners is basically crowdfunding net worth under a million dollars uh where you don't have to prove assets and then accredited investors which thinks about a million dollars you've got to show uh -huh. net worth and um so i think that's changes your mindset we need we need much much more money than that you know we're now looking to raise maybe a hundred or a billion dollars yeah. with a b because that's what the, that's what the the company needs to scale, these are big factories doing big things. So we were very unique because the idea proved to be so big and the investors are more fans than investors. And we take that 
very, very seriously. We yeah. take their really, and I use this word on purpose, we take their love, you know, very, very seriously. So there's a couple of things happened in our particular sort of arc. So that was just one inflection point that we, we sat. You know, our plan was like, let's, let's put up a small factory. Let's build a couple of hundred ADUs, which is accessory dwelling units to changing the laws in California and other states to allow these backyard dwellings. And we can take our building technology, which I haven't spoken too much about yet. And the, the smallest building shall configure it as an ADU and put it out there, see if folks like it, you mm -hmm. know. And then, so we got this reaction from investors and the investors are also fans and, and putting down, you know, reservations. We said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then, uh, so you do get a bit of luck in there as well. You, you know, really successful people, successful ventures, they get everything and then they get luck as well. And luck yeah. isn't mystical. It's just odds. It's like playing cards and you get a bunch of good cards in a row. And it's not mystical. It's just odds. And odds is luck. But you put yourself in a position to, you know, create that luck as well. You know, you bring yourself to the table if you want to uh, continue the analogy. So that was really good. All right, guys, I want to check in to see if you caught those seven steps. I'm sure you caught a few of them, but I'm going to revisit those. But I think it's absolutely fascinating that there can be a sequence of important benchmarks throughout a company's growth in order to help them reach a billion dollars. Now, one thing I've noticed from all of these interviews that we've have done with billion dollar founders is that pretty much all of them, I don't think any of them started out wanting to build a billion dollar company. All of them started at, started out wanting to fill a need. They had a lot of passion to fix that problem. And they had the ability to focus on one thing in order to get a company up to billion a billion dollars. So Let's revisit Paulo's seven steps. One, he said, to build a company like this, it's extraordinarily hard, which I couldn't even imagine. I interviewed Blake Hall, who's the founder of ID.me, which is a digital verification company that's worth about 1.5 billion. They have 100 million users. And I was talking to him a lot about handling the stress with having 100 million users, 1,000 employees, and running a $1.5 billion company. This is a podcast that's going to come out in a few weeks. So if you're listening and you want to check out that episode with Blake Hall, I really recommend it. I think it's episode number 551. So it's extraordinarily hard to build a company like this. He even mentioned that most companies like this, 99% of them don't get the traction that they got. And you've got to be a little crazy. Of course, we know billionaires are a little crazy. Entrepreneurs are a little crazy. So you've got to be a little, maybe a lot crazy, actually, to do something like this. The second step Paulo mentioned was there's more creative ways to grow today ever in the history in the world. And what a lot of people do and what they're doing is delaying profit so they can reinvest it for the company to grow faster. This is a strategy many entrepreneurs have used for years Number three is that you need the right product that can catch the world's attention to solve a massive problem. So Tesla is doing that by creating electric vehicles and solar power. Boxable and Paulo's company is doing that by delivering homes to you in a matter of days instead of waiting for the construction of a home. Number four, the video. If you guys go to Boxable's website, you can check out the video of an unfolding home. And it's actually pretty fascinating. People are like, what the hell is going on here? This is cool. If it was on TikTok, which it probably is, it probably went viral, probably went viral on YouTube and other social media channels. But just seeing that, you can actually unfold a home and 
pop, it's there, ready to go. Um, that is eye-catching. And companies need this, he mentions. You need like the hook to the song, the catchy little thing that just is bouncing in the back of your head and you want to share it with your friends. That was essential for their growth. The next step Paulo mentioned was number five, money raising. And how he mentioned how the investors became fans. They see it and they're like, oh, I want to invest in this company. I see massive potential. After I interviewed Paulo, I was like, I want to invest in this company too. And they sent over um, some details on how we could invest in the company. And so the investors are fans. It's easy for them to invest in. It's easy to, for people to jump on the bad bandwagon of a product like this. Number six was crowdfunding. They crowdfunded $100 million which is fascinating again because it's easy for people to give this company money they see a huge potential they know it's going places and number four of course so many people underestimate this but this is really important luck in positioning all entrepreneurs that have ridden waves know that a lot of times it's just sheer luck we got a good product and we rode the wave and it scaled to seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, a hundred million dollars, a billion dollars. And there's an old quote that says, a little bit of luck and positioning creates massive opportunity. And of course, Paulo mentions the positioning that he did. He actually put himself out there, him and his partner, and they created what we know as Boxable today. There you guys have it, a blueprint to build a billion dollar company. It seems like with Boxable, there's just so many things favoring him that are on his side. But at the same time, Paulo spent years as an entrepreneur getting to a place where he was ready to run a company like this and had the ability and the mindset to create a company like this. So I highly recommend checking out the full episode, you guys. It's episode number 547, a $3 billion startup that created Elon Musk's unfoldable house with Paulo Tiramani. And if you like what you're hearing, you want to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share with your friends. See you on the next episode.